Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, episode number 149. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast. Learn jazz piano without all the guesswork. Now, your host, Brendan Lowe. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School Podcast, where we have one mission, that is to help you achieve jazz piano freedom so that you can express your true inner soul and emotions instead of having to copy what others have shown you. Now, we do this by providing structured and organized jazz piano education on specific jazz piano tools that you can then take and use over any tune so that you have complete jazz piano freedom. All right, what's up, everyone? This is Brendan Lowe. Welcome to the Jazz Piano School podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and I truly, truly appreciate your support. This is going to be episode number 149. We're almost at 150. That's amazing. And this episode is going to be about uh, improvising over the rhythm section bridge changes. So we have four consecutive dominant chords, which is which can be kind of... Uh, you know, um, can create problems. It can it can be problematic for some people, and I know I used to find it difficult to find things to do over four consecutive dominant chords. How do we get a good sound out of dominant chords? Because uh, you know, it's just I don't know. Dominant chord can just present problems, right? Especially when you have four consecutive um, dominant chords going back and forth in the bridge to rhythm changes. But we're going to tackle that. It's going to be very very easy. Um, so thank you so much for being here. So the last episode we did, um, I, sh- I talked to you about the A sections. So we're, we're going over the A sections to br- um, rhythm changes, excuse me, um, and improvising over that. Sorry, I apologize. My allergies have been crazy right now. If I'm sniffling a little bit or <clears throat> taking deeper breaths than usual, uh, it's it's crazy here in Sacramento. The uh, the trees um, and, and all the pollen and everything, it's just... It, all of a sudden, Sacramento is a weird town because it just blooms, right? It's like out of nowhere. Um, one day it'll be like it was raining for the past week, and then boom, like everything blooms full force. And it's just like for people with allergies like me, uh, it's just terrible, right? So I know there's people out there who feel my pain. <laughs> but um, anyway, we I did do the uh, rhythm, rhythm changes um, A section last week going over a couple amazing things you could do with that to kind of simplify it. And now we're going to tackle the bridge. Um, so I have five things that I've written that I've written down that I'm going to go over, kind of shoot right through. And so with that being said, let's dive right into this episode. So the first uh, way we're going to do this is basically uh, a dominant chord is very. It can be difficult to con- to solo over consecutive dominant chords, right? So if I have a D7 chord, which is the first dominant chord in the bridge, right, and we have our mixolydian scale. Now, a lot of times, if you are a beginner, an intermediate player, or you know, uh, you know, any sort of player, it can still be tough to find lines. Like, what do I play over this dominant chord, right? Like, that doesn't sound like jazz, and a lot of people will be like, "Oh, use your mixolydian scale, right?" Now, granted, I'm using a root position voicing here in my left hand, so that doesn't sound that great. But even if I change it to a rootless voicing and I still improvise the same way, it's still not going to sound that great. And 
and again, and especially if I continue through all the rhythm changes just using all of their mixolydian scales, it's still not going to sound that great, right? So we have D7, going to G7, going to C7, going to F7, and then finally to our B flat chord, right? So if I solo all mixolydian chords, so here we go, one, two, one, two, three, four. Right? And then back to that B flat. So there wasn't much happening there, right? It doesn't really sound like jazz. So how do we make it sound like jazz? Well, the very first method I'm gonna show you is our bebop scale. We need to get in uh, approach notes and specifically an approach between the seven and the one. Now, approach notes and bebop scale kind of tie into each other. So with your bebop scale, you can also use approach notes, right? But I'm gonna start with just one, our bebop scale. Now our bebop scale is going to have a little uh, approach note into the one between the seven. Now, what does this do? This is allows us for our chord tones to line up continuously. If I'm moving upward or downwards, they, they'll stay on the downbeats. One and two and three and four and one, right? So we're back at D again, instead of just using the mixolydian scale. The downbeat of one is now on an E, right? And then that would be G and B, natural. Okay, for our D7 mixolydian scale. So the bebop scale. It allows us to continuously move up and down uh, the scale and continuously land on chord tones, right? So you can use this coming down, coming up, uh, moving back and forth. Right, kind of however you want, right? It doesn't have to be up and down uh, scalar motion. You can kind of do... Right, so you can kind of play around with it, and I'm leaning into the other bebop scale. So obviously, I use the D bebop scale, and then the G seven bebop scale, then C, and then F, and I kind of blended them into each other. Now, the other way to do this is to use more approach tones, and if you're using more approach notes, and um, you know, uh, moving around with your approach notes, right, it's going to make such a better sound. So one of the things you know uh, that you want to do is approach the third. This is a very standard approach using chord scale above, chord scale below, excuse me. Uh, uh, yeah, chord scale above, chord scale below, and then chromatic. It's basically a double chromatic into the third, right? Or approaching the fifth. Or you can approach the third just with a half step below or a half step below to the fifth. You can do chord scale above to the fifth or combine it, right? Right? Or you can do, sorry. Right, you can do that. Do this. So all these different type of approach notes, and I'm not gonna go into approach notes right now, but you want to include them into your into your playing, and that's going to help you uh, create more of a bebop sound, right? So. You know, 
uh, adding those approach notes in is really going to create movements that kind of give a nice, really distinct feel to your improvisation instead of just having this kind of bland mixolydian scale moving up and down. Okay, so that's going to be number one. Number two is we have all these dominant chords, which is amazing. You don't have to make them just uh, natural dominant chords. And what do I mean by that is natural nine, natural 13. Right? You can change these, right? Change up the chords. Maybe you make them all altered, right? You can play your altered scale. You know, you can make them any, any kind of type of chord you want, really. Uh, you can play your whole tone scale right over this. You can play your whole tone scale over the G chord, right? And then you're back to B flat, right? So there's so many different ways you can play your half whole scale, right? Half whole, half whole, half whole, half whole, right? You know, take all the different characteristics and all the different types of scales you know over your dominant chord and start to bring out these colors because it doesn't just have to be um, just natural nines and natural thirteens. You can, you have, you know, the freedom, that's what jazz is, to change up the sound over your dominant chords, all right? So just play around with that, mess around with your different sounds and uh, go for it. Guys, yeah, sorry, <laughs> my allergies are going crazy. I apologize. But number three is going to be creating two fives out of the dominant chord. So this is kind of a reharm technique, right? So instead of just having the D7 chord, right, we're going to be doing A minor. We're going to be putting the relative two minor before the dominant chord. So we're creating a two five motion, which can be very helpful for a lot of people um, in soloing because you now have two harmonic changes to think about. Instead of just one dominant chord, you can think about A minor. And then you resolve to the dominant, right? Right? And so by creating this kind of more different thought process of these movements of your shells, you're creating a different mindset and you can create more language. whatever it is, right? So uh, A minor, right? I'm going to D7, D minor to G7, G minor to C7, C minor to F7, right? You know, and that's it. So basically you're just adding two fives into the equation, right? Uh, you can also play your bebop scale while you're comping over your, your minor chords, right? Whoops, sorry. Okay, so by mo moving up and down your bebop scales, uh, basically you're playing your D bebop scale into your G, but your left hand is playing your A minor seven, you're playing your two fives, right? Two, five. Again, you don't have to do that. You can solo however you want over your two fives um, and make it great as well, okay? Number four is just kind of be playing sus chords, right? Right, if you, if you create more of a sus sound, voicing, 
right over that chord. You can even create a sus with a third in there. So. So you're, you're actually adding the four and the three in the voicing at the same time, right? Which can, can be kind of cool. So you have the four and the third. Kind of gets this, this sound going. And then you can do the same thing over the G7 chord, right? have to add the seventh there and the seventh will sound good either or if it's just a d sus or d7 sus and again your right hand can be creating uh playing more modal things um pentatonic scales things like that right during or it can just create you know you can still just improvise with a d mixolydian scale but with your voicing it's going to, uh, rather than playing a D7 voicing in Mixolydian, anytime you're playing more of a sus sound, sorry, uh, you know, like this, with the 13 in there if you want, um, it's going to create more of a better sound, you know, if you're just using Mixolydian and playing, um, you know, D pentatonic, so, or, you know, you're playing, uh, excuse me, uh, G pentatonic, will fit really nicely over uh, the D sus chord as well, right? Or you can play really anything, you know, from your Mixolydian scale. Just kind of, you know, improvising melodies, right? So even if I just stay on this D, and then going to the G, right? the C, but obviously I'm not playing in time, right? I'm not playing metered time. So let me slow this down a little bit. I'll play in metered time. One, two, oh, one, two, three, four. Right? Stuff like that. Okay. One more time. One, two, three, four. right so more of a sus modal sound is uh, number four finally number five is going to be a tritone sound right so using more of a tritone sound so instead of thinking d7 we can think a flat seven and then moving down to our g7 right whatever you want to play over here and then instead of c7 tritone g flat seven right and then finally to F7. So our comping is D7, uh, excuse me, A flat seven. So we're creating this half step harmonic progression. And again, you'll have to um, kind of add that bass in there. To 
kind of really give it that half step feel if you're playing by yourself even and and most likely with a bass player because they're going to be walking d g so you want to add that a flat sound in to really kind of bring it out otherwise they probably won't be doing it unless they're they're hearing you do it right and likewise you can start with the d7 chord here instead of starting with an a7 and going down half steps here to your b7 right so d7 d flat 7 c7 b7 right now the other thing you can do with your tritone is add on your relative two minor to that progression so instead of a flat g g flat f you can do you can go e flat a flat d g c sharp or d flat minor g flat 7 c minor f7 right so you're going to start your progression on an e flat minor to a flat 7 that's going to be completely different right so now here's the bridge right then we have e flat minor you know so you're playing this and then the same thing you can do a minor d7 a flat minor d flat 7 a g minor c7 f sharp minor B7, right? Right, so that progression is moving down by half steps. And that's adding the relative two to all the tritones that you've just put in there, okay? So that's going to be um, some some amazing ways that you can use to improvise over the bridge to rhythm changes. There's still so many, so many more, and eventually we'll cover those uh, probably in a specialty course. But I hope you guys had fun with that. Have a fantastic week, and as always, happy practicing.